All right, welcome to the second episode of the Open Mic Podcast with Mikey Morrison. It is currently 11.35 on Monday night. I did not anticipate doing the second episode now, uh, but I was laying in bed and couldn't fall asleep. I literally wrote an entire rant and decided that I wasn't going to be able to fall asleep until I got it out. And so here we are. Uh, so if I sound quieter, uh, hopefully it's not too bad, but if I sound quieter, it's because I'm trying my best not to wake my wife up because she will think that I'm literally insane for being awake and doing this. Uh, but here we are. And yes, if you're watching on video, I did put a hat on when your hairline looks like stone mountain, you put a hat on, make you, you make yourself look better. That's what you do. Um, before we get started, I do need to shout out a couple people. I need to shout out uh, my boy Alex for advice on how to get this started. Um, Kyle for the artwork. Um, I originally had an idea of what I wanted to do with this, but I had no idea how to do it. And he did a fantastic job with it. Uh, so shout out to Kyle for that. Uh, my boy Matt, uh, for several years ago when I told him that I wanted to start a podcast... Uh, originally talking about like Carolina and Duke with a Duke fan. Um, he didn't think I was insane. Uh, so, Matt, thanks for that. And then uh, Jordan, who was the Duke fan that I did do the first podcast with several years ago for not taking me seriously when I said I wanted to restart our podcast. Typical Duke fan, just responds with ha-ha and doesn't contribute to the conversation. So, shout out to you, Jordan, for letting me do this on my own. Uh, just kidding, dude. Love you, but yeah. Um, all right, and, and so I have a couple side rants, if you will, before I get into my main rant. First one: Why do people that create reels and TikToks have to take forever to get to the point? All the freaking time I'm seeing, uh, or I'll come across a, a TikTok or a reel. And they'll be like, all I want for Christmas. And like, they'll write it on there. They'll be written on the screen. And then you'll just see them in the background, like dancing or just staring in the screen, like the freaking door, the Explorer. Like it's, it, it's incredibly awkward. Like stop doing that. It's, it was awkward then when you had a five-year-old answering door, door of five times because she couldn't think that Dora could hear. Um, and so like, just please stop doing that. Like this show freaking weird. Um, also, why did why did the NCAA put NC State on probation for something that happened close to five years ago? What difference does it possibly make now? Mark Godfrey's gone. Dennis Smith Jr. has been in the NBA for like four years at least. Leave it to the NCAA to punish kids and coaches that had nothing to do with it. Um, that's some that's some government level thinking they got right there. I find I do find NC State appalling, uh, so I really shouldn't care, and I guess I guess theoretically be happy for this. But the NCAA is about as useless as the French Army was in, in uh, World War II, so I, I I can't help but feel sympathetic for NC State fans. Although I can attest, after Carolina was going through all that crap, they certainly would not return the favor. Um. Also realized uh, yesterday, um, as I was kind of listening to my episode again, I do not edit this, so like, 
if I screw something up, I'm not going to notice it until I actually go back and listen to it again after it's already been on Spotify. So, yeah. Um, so I realized that I, when I was talking about Coach Rob no longer being on staff, that uh, I said it was because he didn't coach at Carolina. I meant to say that he didn't play at Carolina because Hubert wanted to have a staff that all played at Carolina. Um, Coach Rob didn't fit that criteria, even though he's been part of the Cam- Carolina family longer than Hubert has. Um, Coach Rob had coached at Carolina for 18 seasons, and if you combine Hubert's coaching and playing career, uh, that only equals 13. But you know what? He didn't play at Carolina, so Arizona basketball gets the luxury of having Coach Rob now, and they're freaking stuck with Hubert Davis. Um, I also mentioned last episode I would have taken Mark Few, um, but I would have even taken Coach Rob for a few years if it meant we needed to wait to see how Wes Miller does at somewhere other than UNC Greensboro. Well, currently now Wes Miller is at Cincinnati. Uh, and so like that, I think would have been perfect. Coach Rob, hey, give us like three years. Keep the ship sailing. Probably want to retire for that anyway. We'll give Wes Miller a job. But no, we, we, we had to give it to a dude who sat under a Hall of Famer for nine years and evidently didn't pay attention. Sounds like me in college. But... I mean, he is in college, so I guess it makes sense. Um, I hope I'm wrong about Hubert. I really do. I, I would love to go back at the end of the season or even a couple years from now and look at these and be like, dude, you're freaking stupid. I really do want that. I I, I just have no hope right now. I, I, don't, I don't think that's really going to happen. All right, so to the rant that has, like, kept me awake. Now that we're like six minutes into this, let's let's discuss the narrative of Alabama not having face faced a secondary like Cincinnati. I got to to go in to the office today. Uh, I watch fo- I watch sports for a living, and so like ESPN was on, and they were literally talking about. Um, the Cotton Bowl between Alabama and Cincinnati and how Alabama hasn't seen a secondary like Cincinnati's. Well, Alexa just thought that I was trying to talk to her, so sorry about that. Uh, But yeah, they said Alabama hasn't seen a secondary like Cincinnati's. It's the... The best passing offense that Cincinnati faced was SMU's. SMU played a crap schedule. Cincinnati did beat SMU by like 35 or something like that. But like, and that's, statistically speaking, Cincinnati played, let's see, as far as passing offense goes, the 14th in SMU, 23rd in ECU, 24th in Houston, and 34th uh, in Notre Dame. Um you, you probably want to take notes. There's there's a lot of numbers that's going to come out. Um, the toughest pass defense that Alabama has played thus far, keep in mind that Cincinnati currently has the second best pass defense. This is all according to NCAA.com. Um, so the toughest pass defense that Alabama has played was Georgia, who's third, Texas A&M at 19, Florida 34, Arkansas 43. 
So the average strength of schedule for those four teams that Alabama played is 38 and a half. The average strength of schedule of the top passing offenses that Cincinnati faced was an average of 72. And that's because Notre Dame's was a 28. The rest were actually lower than the average. The average was 72. The other three had a strength of schedule of 74, 79, and 107. Alabama's passing offense was 1,400 yards and 19 touchdowns better than Notre Dame's. We need to stop with this. ESPN is... Everybody needs to stop with this narrative that Bama hasn't seen a passing defense like Cincinnati's. And we need to start saying, or they need to start saying, that Cincinnati hasn't seen a passing offense like Alabama's. The dude running the offense for Alabama right now literally won the Heisman Trophy like a week ago. And and we're just going to pretend that didn't happen. We're just going to pretend that like Cincinnati's the best defense since football was ever created. Alabama is prone to giving up sacks. Like that offensive line is not a typical offensive line. It gets pushed around. And so, like, I, I wanted to see where, because, like, I guess you can include that in passing defense. Like, sacks are part of uh, passing defense. And so I looked up and saw that Cincinnati does have 37 sacks on the year. I can't remember, like, how high that is ranked, uh, but I think it's at least on the first page. So it's at least somewhere in the top 50. Um, but the offensive line ranks, and then I used um, sacks allowed to figure this out. Uh, the offensive line ranks that SMU faced were, or excuse me, Cincinnati faced were, um, SMU had 15. Um, then you had Miami of Ohio at 20, UCF at 46, Tulsa at 52, South Florida at 56, Temple at 81, Indiana at 81, Navy at 90, Tulane at 95, Notre Dame 100, Houston 111, and ECU 114. That is an average of 78. That means that the average offensive line that Cincinnati faced was worse than, like, was below average in NCAA. There's, like, what, 100 and... 38 teams and they finished at 78. And so I decided like, what if we took the median where like, that's probably a better representation of who they played because it gets out some, it gets rid of some of the, uh, the outliers. Well, it actually got worse for Cincinnati. The, the median offensive line was 81. Uh, we, we talked about Bama, Bama's offensive line kind of being crap. Um, they were tied for 105th in sacks given up. Um, so in order from like least given up to most given up, they were 105. Uh, but they did go up against, as far as, and again, these are sacks allowed rankings. Uh, number six, Ole Miss, or excuse me, team sacks rankings. Number six, Ole Miss. Number nine, Texas A&M number 14, Georgia, number 21, LSU, number 28, Auburn, number 28, Florida, number 35, Miami, number 40, Tennessee, 84, Southern Miss, 88, Arkansas, 111, New Mexico State. 
If you take the average of those, it's 42. If you take the median, which gets rid of New Mexico State and Southern Miss, it's 28. So again, Cincinnati, the average offensive line that Cincinnati went up against was, or the median offensive line that Cincinnati went up against was 81. The median offensive line that Bama went up against was 28. And ESPN is trying to tell us that Alabama hasn't seen a defense like Cincinnati. Even, they're saying Cincinnati's even better than Georgia. Like, are, are they hearing themselves? Are they seriously listening to what they're saying? And, and like, I know they've probably got to get paid. Or, like, they've got to create a story. They've got to create a narrative. They've got to say this crap. But if I could do this, I literally just did this research. Laying in bed with an iPhone. They get people that get paid to do it. What the heck have they been doing? Um... And the last thing I'll say about this game is if you look at the last few times Nick Saban has had a month to prepare for the first playoff game. So we're just talking about the first playoff game because, yes, I'm fully aware that he's lost two natties, uh, but he didn't have a month to prepare for the natty. If you look at the last five times he's had a month to prepare for the first playoff game, We've got 38-0 over Michigan State, 24-7 over Washington, 24-6 over Clemson, 45-34 over Oklahoma. And if you recall, it wasn't as close as the final indicates. Oklahoma did score a garbage-time touchdown with four minutes left in that game. And then we had last year 31-14 over Notre Dame. So in the the last five first-round playoff games, he's had over three weeks to prepare in the closest game was 11 points. Listen, I'm not sitting here saying that Alabama has no chance, or Cincinnati has no chance to win. But, like, the whole narrative of Alabama hasn't seen a defense or a team like Cincinnati, whatever they're trying to say, is just bull. It's just, it's terrible. And that's, that's really all I have. So th- this this rant was a little bit shorter than the first one. Um, probably because Hubert Davis hasn't done anything today to make me mad, at least that I've looked up. Um, and so I appreciate you staying. Well, you won't stay up with me because I won't release this until tomorrow. Whatever. Um, so I'm going to go back to bed now um, because it is pushing midnight on Monday night. And unfortunately, this is not my day job. So thanks for listening in to this rant. I appreciate all the support from my friends that I've gotten so far. I honestly didn't think anybody would listen to this. So I I do appreciate you guys listening to this. Um, And we'll kind of be back. Oh, and uh, I don't know if I'll get another one in before Christmas. So if you're not watching the Christmas story on Christmas Day, got issues or something seriously wrong with you uh and christmas vacations probably one of the or gotta be best christmas movie out there uh you cannot change my mind on that um so christmas vacation and christmas story where it's at everything else with the exception of like three movies eh, i could do without
so Merry Christmas. I'll talk to you probably after Christmas, unless I just can't fall asleep again and want to go on another round.